Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this time together as we join hands and hearts in this day of celebration. Above all, Father, we lift up to you our hearts and our lives, this church and all that we do, that it may be glorifying to you. In Jesus' most precious name we pray, amen. Thank you. Be seated. It's good to see all of you here today. We have a number of announcements on this beautiful homecoming Sunday morning. First of all, all of you are reminded that we will be having a dinner on the grounds covered dish fellowship immediately following the worship service this morning. Please feel free to move downstairs below into the fellowship hall where the food will be laid out immediately following the worship service for our dinner on the grounds. Secondly, all Sunday school workers are reminded that the Sunday school council meeting originally scheduled for this afternoon at 4.30 has been rescheduled for two Sundays off, two, two weeks off from today. But this Wednesday night at 6.45, we will have the general Sunday school workers meeting at 6.45. Finally, there is a car in the parking lot with its lights on, a tan Chevy with license number 4B0A27, 4B0A27, a car with its lights on. Now let us prepare our hearts and our minds for worship.
Heavenly Father, we're so glad that we can gather together to praise you and worship you and that you are Lord of all. We ask that you be Lord of all of our hearts and speak to us today through your word. For this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a good day to be in the house of the Lord. What a wonderful congregation this morning. Many of you are back visiting, former members, but first of all, we would like to recognize not those of you who were former members who are back for homecoming day, but for those of you who are genuine visitors. If you're not a member of Brainerd, would you raise your hand and leave it up until you have received a visitor's card from one of the deacons? Now, I'll ask the members to look around and see those whose hands are raised, and remember that you are appointed as a hospitality committee in order to give a personal word of welcome at the conclusion of the service today. To all of you who are visiting, we are delighted to have you. I see so many that I would like personally to recognize, but there's one couple here that I do want to introduce to the congregation. Mr. and Mrs. Bucky Rosenbaum. Bucky and Joanne, would you stand right in the very middle? Bucky is my associate in the office and the Bible teaching division at the Baptist Sunday School Board. And they are in town this weekend, and I'm so glad that uh, you're church-going folks and that uh, you came to Brainerd today. Bucky's a fine young man, a deacon in the First Baptist Church in Nashville. We serve together on the pastor search committee for that church, and I'm delighted that they are visiting here with us today. Now that special word of welcome to those of you who are former members of Brainerd, and you've come back for homecoming. Uh, who do we have? Would you just stand up? Let's see. Let's see. Do we have any, anybody in that category? Okay, fine. Good, all right. A lot of you are remembering that you were former members and that you have driven and, uh, and, and that you've come. It is good to see you and to have you. And we have been looking forward to today as a very, very special day. Now, before Andrew McGill comes with a special presentation, I want to ask Jane Spivey to come down. Jane? Would you come, please? Jane is the chairman of the committee, our historic committee, and the uh, chairman of the planning group for today's activities. Jane, I wanted to recognize you and uh, the members of your committee. Uh, if they would just stand wherever they are. How many of the, your folks are around? All right, I see a number in the choir, other, other places. Thank you. All right. Now, Andrew, would you come, please? Because I know while you're going to present that certificate, which is a very wonderful thing from the governor to me, I would like for you to present it to James okay. as chairman of the historic committee. Would you do that? Let me just say a couple of things. Tennessee Homecoming 86 really began in 1982. It's been a four-year-long event that has culminated this year by the participation of over 700 official Homecoming 86 communities. Those communities have gotten together and held over 2,000 homecoming celebrations, celebrating the unique life and heritage we enjoy as Tennesseans. 
Along with that number, there have been hundreds of civic organizations, schools, and churches that have helped focus us on what's special about Tennessee. And today, we at Brainerd are doing the same thing, focusing on what's special about Tennessee, and more importantly, Brainerd and its role in Tennessee. And it's my honor and my pleasure to do something to my home church that I've been doing all year around the state to present to James. Right. And you. Thank you. Both of you. I'll present to both of you this homecoming certificate from, from Lamar Alexander, which states, presented to Brainerd Baptist Church for outstanding participation in Tennessee Homecoming 86, celebrating good friends, good times, and the good life in one of the 3,000 places Tennesseans call home. It's my pleasure to do that and to thank each of you for what you've done to make this day special. And along with that, the official Tennessee Homecoming 86 pin. I've only got one, so uh, you have one. You have one. Thank I you. will claim this. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Jane, any other word from you about the activities of the day? I just want to thank everybody for their participation. We've, been, we've had real good response. Good. Thank you. And thank you, Wallace, for making this presentation to your home congregation. Thank you. Let's join in singing again as we praise the name of Jesus. And as we prepare to sing, boys and girls, it's your special time with Dr. McIntyre. So while we sing, you come and meet him on the front steps here. Hymn number 66, the first and last stanzas, there is a name I love to hear. and girls. Well, it's been two weeks since I've had a chance to come and be with you, and I sure missed not being able to be with you last Sunday. Have you had two good weeks? Everything going real good? No? Well, my buddy here has a hard time of it, I'll tell you. Now, remember that this is just our time. If your mothers and dads or grandmothers, granddaddies or aunts and uncles or big brothers or sisters listen in, well, that's okay, but, uh, but this is just for us now. Remember that. Uh, take your right hand and take it out and just look at it. Okay? Now, take your left hand out and look at it. Everybody now. I don't believe everybody's doing that. Everybody, all right, see your hands. You ever just stop to look at your hands? Every once in a while, it's good to wash them. You know, it's, uh, 
hands hands are such hands are such wonderful wonderful things we take a lot of things for granted and sometimes i think we take our hands for granted uh i read a story i read a story about a a fella a young man who was an excellent track star he was he just won all the prizes but there came one particular race that he was in and he ran and he and he didn't win and afterwards somebody came up to him and said you didn't do quite as good as uh, you usually do when you're when you're running uh, how come he said well he said if you really want to know I was a long way from home and there was nobody there that knew me and there was nobody there to applaud me on now let's just take a minute let's don't get carried away with it but let's let's applaud just that okay everybody okay now is there anybody that's right special in your life somebody that really means a whole lot to you just just think about them for a minute they really mean a whole lot to you don't you suppose it would be real good if we applauded them so you think of them and just give them a good applause right now can't you think somebody come on okay now now I tell you hands see we used hands like that and we bring them together for applause now there's another way that we use hands I've seen this all morning long around here and it always makes me feel so good and that is that when folks walk up to people that they know what do they do they reach out their hand and they shake hands just like that they shake hands with somebody you know that that's that's friendship isn't it see okay oh come on shake hands with me you want to shake hands with me okay andrew come on andrew shake hands with me no all right but i tell you what sh just shake hands with folks around you do that because that just means a whole lot okay now okay that's enough now that's uh, uh all we we don't want to hurt folks we just want to greet folks when we do that now when we think about other things about hands about hands we think about work uh-oh would bring that up <laughs> but you take a carpenter a carpenter think of how he uses his hands to to hold a hammer to drive the nails or to take the saw and and to saw see all the things all the things that a carpenter will do in work think about an artist an artist holding a brush or a pencil and painting on a canvas or drawing on paper or or think about a writer taking a pencil or a pen in hand and writing poetry or writing interesting stories so you see our hands are so important then our hands can be used boys and girls in the matter of helpfulness helpfulness to to step in front of an older person and to open the door for them you see not to just rush in front of them and open the door and let it flop back but to hold the door so that an older friend can go through or to help somebody as they go across the street so here are these important things now there's one thing boys and girls that that I do hope that that the moms and dads out here will will listen they can listen to this part of it 
because you see this next Tuesday your mothers and dads and your older brothers and sisters and your grandparents can do something with their hands that millions of people all over the world wish that they could do and that means next Tuesday is an opportunity for them to vote to go to the polling place and to turn the lever or to mark the ballot for the person they want to elect as governor or to elect in, in other places of, of office and responsibility. And I'm hoping, see, and this is something I hope that you will do to remind your folks at home that come next Tuesday, go to the polls and vote. Use their hands to indicate who they want to serve in different offices. But boys and girls, there's, there's, among so many other things, there's one other thing about hands that's so very important. Now look at me, everybody. And let's all do that. Hands that are clasped in prayer. In prayer. And it's wonderful that we can pray. So right now, let's bow our heads and pray. Our Heavenly Father, for your goodness, for your love, for the gift of our hands, we thank you. Help us, Father, to use our hands to bless other people. Help us to use our hands to reach out in friendship, to encourage, to give. Help us, Heavenly Father, Bless these boys and girls today, in the days and the weeks that are ahead for them, that they might indeed learn to work, to work hard, to know the joy and the satisfaction that labor for you brings. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Now let's see how quietly you can go back to your places.
shame he suffered here. Mockingly they hailed him, on the cross they nailed him, that is why his name is so To hear it, hell and demons fear it. Name of power and victory. Above every name is the name of Jesus. Above I'm getting sentimental in my old age. That sure brings back good memories. Before we have our scripture reading this morning, we share with you both gladness and sorrow. The two are threads of life that weave themselves day by day into our lives. You notice on the table in front of you the single red rose it marks the birth of a new baby. Bryce Paul has come to live with Mr. and Mrs. Roger DeHart and big sister Heather. And we welcome Bryce Paul into the church relationship family. But death has visited often the church family in this week past. Mrs. Ben Alverson of our own fellowship Mrs. Betty Hickson's grandmother, Mr. R.T. Smith's brother, Mrs. Herschel Page's husband, Mr. Bill Carter's aunt, Miss Cheryl Hudson's grandfather, and Mrs. J.A. McConnell's sister. Every name is of value. Every name is of worth. There are similar names occasionally to be found in, a, in the same community or in the same city, but every person is an individual 
every person unique. We welcome this new baby, and we grieve with those who grieve in their sorrow, remembering that as the theme of this day's service, in fact, all the day, this morning, this afternoon, and tonight, we honor the name of Jesus. And it is the name of Jesus that brings us our perspective, that brings us our peace, and the direction for life. The scripture lesson this morning is found in the second chapter of the Philippian letter. Philippians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 11. Magnificent passage that exalts the name of the Savior. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let us pray. Dear Lord, with joy we welcome the new life and ask your blessings upon that sweet little family. We join our Father in sympathy for the host of friends who have buried loved ones in these recent days. We pray for them. We pray, dear Lord, that they would know your presence and comfort the comfort that comes in knowing the joy of Jesus. Thank you for today. Thank you for all who have worked hard to bring this day to pass 
in the life of this church. Bless, we pray, every sweet and tender memory. Bless every effort that has been put forth in the 58 years of this congregation. And may the seed planted across those years continue to bear multiplied fruit in your kingdom. And this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
glorious is thy name. Let us join in proclaiming that message of, of praise, hymn number 59. Stand as we sing the first stanza. Father, we are reminded to present ourselves a living sacrifice. And so, our Father, today we determine that from the heart as well as through the activities of life, we shall submit ourselves for your use and certainly to the glorification of your name. Use every gift and bless every giver and cause it to spread this good news to those who are as yet unsaved. Bless all that's done, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' victorious name. Amen.
One of the reasons why it hurts to hear those who do not love our Lord use his name in vain in some way of cursing, to speak the name of God or Jesus or Christ. It hurts because his name represents him who is the greatest friend of all. A gentleman known to this congregation who has preached a number of times from this pulpit, the chancellor of Belmont College in Nashville, our friend Herbert Gabhart has recently written, and the book has just been released within recent days, 
a book of daily devotions called The Name Above Every Name. And Dr. Gabhart has gone through the scriptures and studied them out, and there is a name for Jesus for every day of the year, including leap year. By way of introduction, remembering that the theme of today is the name of Jesus, and we will come in a few moments to focus upon one of those names, but let's take this beautiful trip with Dr. Gabhart. The names Jesus is called in the Bible. Alpha, Achiever. Adam, Adonai, Advocate, the Almighty, Ambassador from Heaven, the Amen, Ancient of Days, the Angel of the Presence of the Lord, Anointed of God, Anointed One, Appointed Emblem, Apostle of our profession, Arbitrator, Artist, the Ascended One, author and finisher of faith, author of eternal salvation, authoritative one, awesome. Babe, baby, baptizer, beginning and ending, beginning of the creation of God, begotten of the Father, beloved of God, beloved Son of God, bishop of souls, one accused of blasphemy, blessed and only potentate, branch of David, branch of righteousness, bread, the living bread from heaven, bridegroom, bright and morning star, brightness of the glory of God, bringer of joy, brother of his disciples, brother's brother, brother of sisters, burden bearer, captain of the Lord's host, Captain of Salvation, Carpenter, Carpenter's Son, the Charismatic, Chef, Chief Cornerstone, Chief of Ten Thousand, Child, Child Newborn, Child Jesus, Child a Growing Infant, Chosen of God, the Christ. Christ Jesus, my Lord, Christ of God, Christ of the Lord, Comforter, the Coming One, Commander, Compassionate One, Conqueror, Consolation of Israel, Counselor, Second Cousin of Elizabeth and Zacharias, Third Cousin of John the Baptist, Covenant of the People, 
covered from the tempest, craftsman, master craftsman, creator of Israel, non-parallel David, daysman, dayspring, daystar, defender, deliverer, desire of all nations, despised and rejected one, the doom, diadem, diplomat, disciple-maker, dissenter, divider, divine legate, donor of immortality, the door, the eagle, the esse homo, elect and chosen of God, Elias, El, Elohim, Emmanuel, the empowering one, ensign of the people, eternal life, everybody, only a little taller, everlasting father, expert, express image, faithful and true, faithful and true witness, fallen one, famous one, feeder of the flock, fellow of the Lord of hosts, finisher of faith, firstborn of every creature, firstborn begotten of the dead, firstborn among many brethren, firstfruits of them that slept, first gentleman in the world, the great fisherman, foot washer, forerunner, forgiving one, formulator of the new laws, foundation stone, fountain for sin, friend of sinners, friend of those who do his will, fruit of thy womb, Galilean king, gentle savior, unspeakable gift, the glory of thy people Israel, God, God blessed forever, God of the whole earth, God omnipotent, God omnipresent, God omniscient, a governor, gracious one, greater than Moses, greater than Solomon, greatest gentleman who ever lived, guide, habitation, harmless one, head of all principality and power, head of every man, head of the church, healer, heir of all things, high priest forever, high priest of our confession, high tower. Holy One, Holy One of God, Holy Child Jesus, Holy One of Israel, Hope of Israel, Horn of Salvation, Hosanna, I Am, Image Breaker, Image of God, Emmanuel, Immortal, Invisible, Imposter, the Incarnate One, in Him all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, innocent one, intercessor, interpreter, Yahweh or Jehovah, Jeremiah, Jesus, Jesus Christ our Savior, John the Baptist, judge, the righteous judge, judge of the quick and the dead, a just man, just one, keeper of the keys of hell and death, king of glory, king of Israel, king of the Jews, King of kings, King of saints, King of Zion, Lamb, Lamb of God, lawgiver, leader and commander, liberator, light, eternal life, lifter up of my head, light, a light to lighten the Gentiles, the light of men, true light, light of the world, the lily of the valley, the lion of Judah, Logos, Lord, Lord of all. Lord of the dead and the living, Lord God Almighty, Lord of the harvest, Lord from heaven, Lord of hosts, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord our righteousness, 
Lord of the Sabbath, Lord of Lords, man, man approved of God, man of prayer, man of no reputation, man of the right hand of God, the second man, man of sorrows, superhuman man, master, good master, master workman, mediator, merciful high priest, messenger, messiah, minister, minister of the circumcision, minister of the sanctuary, miracle worker, missing son, morning star, Nazarene, nephew of Mary's sister, obedient child, the one shepherd, one with the father, optimist, our captain, our pilot, overseer, pacifist, our Passover, peace, peacemaker, perfect man, philanthropist, physician, pierced one, place of hiding from the wind, the true poet, a policeman, the portrait of God, the potentate, the potter, the power and the wisdom of God, the prayer, one who prayed, the preacher, a precious cornerstone, precocious youth, preparer, priest of the order of Melchizedek, prince of Israel, prince of the kings of the earth, the prince of life, the prince of peace, prince and savior, prisoner, prophet, prophet of Nazareth, propitiation for our sins, protector, purchaser, purifier, the quencher, the questioner, rabbi, rabboni, raconteur, ransom, reader, reaper, rebel, receiver, reconciler, redeemer, reformer, reigning one, restraining one, resurrection and life, revealer, revolutionary, rewarder, righteous judge, righteous man, rock of ages, rock of offense, root of Jesse, rod and branch, rose of Sharon, sacrificer, salesman, salvation of God, Samaritan, sanctifier, savior, scepter out of Israel, scholar, the seed of Abraham, the seed of woman, the sent one, the servant, the servant of the Lord, the righteous servant, suffering servant, seven spirits of God, the good shepherd, shepherd the great chief, shield, Shiloh, the silent one, the sin bearer, the smitten one of God, the solitary one, the son of the blessed, the son of David, the son of the father, the son of Joseph, the son of Mary, son, the only son, the sower, the spiritual rock, the star of Jacob, the stone, the stranger in Jerusalem, the stricken one, the stronghold, the successful one, our surety, teacher from God, the tempted one, the terrible meek, the terrifying realist, testator, that holy thing, true God, true idealist, the truth, the transfigured one, transit, a verb, the true vine, the wanderer, the way, the weatherman. Oh, we have the weeping one and the worthy one and the yoke fella and omega. And for leap year, blessed be the name. So if you see, if we zero in on the name of Jesus, we really have our choice. And we can go from the beginning of Genesis to the end of the Revelation as we discover the names that we have for the Lord Jesus Christ. But there is one name in these very few closing moments 
that I want us to zero in on. And I find it in the ninth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Acts 9, 1 through 6. Here is the familiar story. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and he asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. I have read this from the new translation, the international version. I rather like the translation that we find in that for more familiar King James translation, where in that sixth verse, Saul, in his new experience of faith, says to Jesus, who appeared to him on the Damascus road, Lord, what will you have me to do? It is the asking of the question. As we zero in and think about the name of the Lord and all of the wonderful names that he is called, all of those wonderful, wonderful things that words that describe some facet of that immeasurable personality, we zero in on the word Lord. Fascinating word in the Bible, in the classical Greek or in the New Testament Greek. The word Lord stands for he who is sovereign, who has the right of ownership and the right to give direction. Paul before he was Paul, while he was Saul, the persecutor, had that experience familiar to us all on the road to Damascus. And in that marvelous experience, he acknowledged that Jesus Christ was indeed Lord, Lord of the universe, Lord of his own life. And he asked the question, that must be the question we ask if we are to be faithful as Christians. Lord, what do you want me to do? You see, it really doesn't make a lot of difference what you call Jesus if you are not willing to acknowledge Jesus as Lord. It is wonderful that he is Savior but he wants to be Lord of life. 
He has bought us. He has every right to possess us and to give us guidance and instruction and direction. And so, like Saul becoming Paul the great preacher, we too must ask. And life begins for us, really, when we ask in sincerity, Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? All nature acknowledged Jesus as Lord. The winds and the waves obeyed his voice. The wild beast did so. We're told that immediately after his baptism, he went into the wilderness and was there with the wild beast, but the angels ministered unto him. The demons acknowledged him as Lord. They knew who he was. They recognized him. And if you will read your New Testament carefully, they had to obey him. Jesus accepted the title, you call me Master and Lord, and well you do, he said, for so I am. And in another place, and why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say unto you. Regardless of what you may call him, who is the greatest the earth has ever known, the only begotten Son of God, the immortal, omnipotent, omnipresent God, regardless of what name you know him as, until you are willing to say to him, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to spend my life? Where do you want me to apply my energies? This question was the expression of a surrendered heart. And this was the beginning of the greatness of Paul's life. We would never have had any of the letters that Paul wrote. We would not know anything about three great missionary journeys. We would not know anything about this man who towers so very tall in Christian history if he had not been willing, even at his moment of conversion, to ask that question, Lord, Lord, what? do you want me to do? That's the question today, this morning, in this place. How do we identify? Who do we identify with? What cause challenges the best that is in you? Emmy Dodd, who's been dead a long time now, but cast a long shadow as the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana, I suppose 40 years the pastor of that church. Emmy Dodd wrote, a dollar invested in a New Testament church will rise higher, will sink deeper, will spread wider, will go farther, and will last longer than a dollar invested in any other institution on the face of the earth. You see, somewhere along the way, good spiritual stewards ask, Lord, what do you want me to do with my possessions? Lord, what do you want me to do with my resources? Lord, what do you want me to do with my talents? Lord, what do you want me to do with my mind? Lord, what do you want me to do with this body? Lord, what do you want me to do? That is a vital question where life in vitality begins and where the greatness of the joy of the Christian experience really has meaning. You see, to ask that question is to knock on the door to discover the will of God. 
The will of God is not something to be feared, but the will of God is something to be discovered and grasped. It is a high and a holy plan for each of us. It is life at its best. Saul, in the moment of the blindness of the presence of the Messiah, Saul said, Lord, I acknowledge you, the one I have hated. I have hated your followers, but now I love you. I accept you, Lord, for my life. Now, what do you want me to do? Maybe you've never asked God that question. Maybe you have simply reached out your hand and accepted what he has given you, but you have never opened your heart to say, Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? Lord, how do you want me to spend my days? Lord, where do you want me to invest my influence? Lord, what do you want me to do for you? Now that's a personal question. And though Saul asked it 2,000 years ago, through the pages of Scripture, we ask it again this morning. Lord, what do you want me to do? As a church, Lord, what do you want us to do? Lord, tell us your will. And when we are willing to hear his will, and to do his will. He will, in a way that he chooses, make his will known. Lord, name above every name, Jesus, Lord, what do you want me to do? If you're not a Christian, he wants you to love him to confess your sins, and to receive the cleansing that only he can give you? That's the question you need to ask if you're, you have come to this house, one who is not a Christian. Lord, what do you want me to do? Accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. You're a Christian. Your membership is elsewhere. You live in Chattanooga. Lord, what do you want me to do with my membership? What do you want me to do with my influence as a Christian? Ask him the question. It just might be that his Holy Spirit would say, your life ought to be planted in the very midst of Brainerd Baptist Church. need to move your life right here. Maybe that you're a member of this congregation. You're right in the very heart of things, in the thick of things. Thank God for you. You still need to ask the question, Lord, what do you want me to do? For the days and the years and the, that I have left, what do you want me to do with my life? The honest asking will get an honest answer in some way that God will give to you. To those who are out on the fringe and on the edge of things, I don't have to spell that out, you know. Lord, what do you want me to do? If you ask it honestly, God will give an honest answer. Lord, what do you want me to do? Hymn number 349. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. What a prayer. What do you want me to do, Lord? I do want you to have your way in my life. 
And in any way that the Holy Spirit of God nudges your soul this morning, then respond. Respond to the urging of his Spirit. For in that, the real, joyous Christian life begins. We stand, we sing, Brother Doug will be here at the front. Will you come? standing. Richard, will you come, please? Richard has some presentations to make, and while he comes, let me give just a couple of words of instruction, please. There's lots of food downstairs. It has really been coming in. You folks have just really done something. I'm not sure how the foundations are taking it downstairs. We are requested, please, all of us, visitors, guests, members, all to stay. If you will, please, just take your time. And if you will go out through the vestibule and down those side doors that way and not come this way, keeping the kitchen hallway back this way clear. Now, those are our instructions. And they're from the folks who really laid it out for us today. 
Now, there may be some folks around that you haven't had a chance to see for a while. Just take a deep breath, forget lines. There are six serving lines downstairs, by the way, so it's not going to be that long. But don't be impatient. Use the time to visit. I told the children a while ago about reaching out and shaking hands in fellowship. There's been an awful lot of hugging going on around here today, and that I love that. Now, that's fine. That's, that's just great. So uh, find some folks that you just haven't had a chance to talk to for a while, visit a while, have a good time, eat plenty, take a nap this afternoon if you can, but remember that the church doors will be open and the lights will be on and folks will gather for church training and for the evening worship service at 7. And I do hope you can find your way back to the church house in the dark. The steeple will have its lights on so you can find us. Richard? We do have some, uh, uh, some basic presentations to make. I think you'd be more comfortable if you had a seat for just a second. Homecoming 1986 at Brainerd Baptist Church is the culmination of a number of weeks' work for a large number of folks. Isn't it wonderful to be back home? Our Sunday school organization during this same six-week or seven-week period has been involved in reaching out to many, if not all of you, in various ways and telling you just how much we care about you as a Sunday school organization. Today was our high attendance day in Sunday school for the fall, and we established as a goal having 50% or more attendance in Sunday school. And if the departments or divisions did have 50% more attendance today, then we were going to make presentations to those who direct those divisions or departments recognizing them. But I'm for, I would like first to announce those departments and divisions that did achieve the 50% or more goal for today and ask those that are representing those departments to come forward and stand here in front of me. I'm going to ask Brother Doug to present to each of those a homecoming pen, which I have up here with me. And as I'm doing that, I'd like to also recognize a number of other Sunday school workers who have participated in this celebration. First of all, those departments achieving 50% or more attendance this morning were Adult 4, directed by Jean and Marianne Boyd, if one of you would come forward. Adult 3, directed by Dr. Charles Adams. Adult 2, directed by Tom Irwin. Don't be bashful now. Some of them are, down, some of them are downstairs already helping with the food, but if, if those of you whose names are announced come forward. Brother Doug, here are the pens right here. Grades 7 and 8, directed by Bob Million. Grade 6, directed by Nadine Million. Grade 5, by Barbara Steele. Grade 4, by Carla Gady. Grades 3A and 3B, by Gene Thigpen and Damaris Fallon. Grade 2, by Jody Judge. Grade 1, by Phyllis Bethay. The 5- and 4-year-old preschool divisions, the division of which is headed up by Mike and Susan Ledbetter. I'm going to ask Susan Boggs. And Ms. Davis, if they, Eloise Davis, if they would come forward to accept pens. And the entire preschool A and B divisions were over 50% today. In Sunday school this year, we want all of you to know how excited we are about being members of Brainerd Baptist Church. How excited we are as a Sunday school organization with the opportunity to reach out to each and every one of our loved ones in this fellowship and congregation 
to receive, the opportunity to minister to one another. As our Sunday School organization, we've established three basic goals, those that the Lord established for us. One, to witness and to win lost souls to Christ. Two, to teach the Bible in the way it should be taught. And third, to minister to one another through our church. And we have an exciting process going this fall. I'd like all of you who are working in a position of leadership in Sunday school to stand, if you would. Everyone working in a position of leadership in Sunday school to stand. And those of you who are not standing, I want you to look around at these folks because they want me to tell you how much they love you and want to be a part of your life. Now, if all of you will stand. When we talk about homecoming, when we talk about being a body of believers in Christ, we're talking about the joy of our salvation, the joy of worshiping together in this congregation, and above all, worshiping the living Lord. In a moment, we're going to sing the Brader Baptist theme song, Amazing Grace. Evelyn is going to turn that organ up, and the roof may just fly right on off. And if it does, that's just all the more better today. I'd like all of us to think about what it means to be a church family as we reach out to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. The joy of our salvation, the joy of worshiping the Lord who is living and looking upon us and wanting to work in our lives as Brother Ralph has told us. And I'd like all of you just to think about that hugging and that handshaking and that loving because that's what we're going to be doing in just a minute. And as we sing that song, let's sing it not just where we can hear it downstairs where they're fixing the food. They know the Lord. Let's sing it where everyone in this town who doesn't know the Lord and doesn't know this church is on this street corner know that every Sunday morning and every Sunday night we're here and they know why we're here. Let me ask you just to join hands at the aisles if you would. Go on, don't be bashful, we're a family. It's time to sing Amazing Grace the Brainerd Baptist way and to remember what we mean when we talk about Amazing Grace. Our prayer now is not a benediction. That will take place a little later in the afternoon. But this will be the blessing for the food that we will share downstairs so that when we are dismissed to go down, as soon as you get your food, eat up. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, grateful for the joy, for the love, for the fellowship that is possible for your children to have. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all of these who are here in this place. Thank you for the joy that we have in knowing Jesus. Help us to keep our priorities straight always, following your will and your direction for our lives. As we sing now, give to us again the great joy that links the years, the joy of that amazing grace. Bless the food that we shall share in Jesus' name. Men on the first step.